providing you with health information and guests to elevate your health and life and help make your life better in 30 minutes or less. This is the Frontline Health Podcast. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Frontline Health by CenturionLabs.com. Today, we're going to be talking about something that may be a little on the controversial side. Could taking folic acid during pregnancy actually be the cause for all the allergies we're seeing today? If you were born before 1998, you're probably a lot like me and don't remember many people in your classes growing up at school that had food sensitivities or allergies. But if you have kids in school today, the number of kids with allergies seems to be through the roof. The question is why? Here's a surprising answer. Believe it or not, a lot of studies are pointing toward folic acid as the culprit. But before you start throwing tomatoes at me regarding the importance of folic acid during pregnancy, I want to acknowledge its importance. I know that there's a lot of research and study around folic acid in pregnancy, and I don't want to discount that research. It's extremely important to have folate during your pregnancy to reduce neural tube defects, and it shouldn't be discounted. But you need to hear what I said. Folate is incredibly important, not folic acid. I believe it's an indisputable fact that you need folate in order to have a healthy pregnancy. But where I differ from most is that I believe the studies suggest the form of folate is the most important thing to consider. Let's start with the different forms of folate. There are three forms of folate that we take each day. Folic acid, which is the synthetic form and was formed in a lab in the 1950s as a supplement. It's also the form that's typically fortified in all of our foods and supplements because it's cheap. There are also two other natural forms of folate. Methylfolate, sometimes you'll see it on bottles as L-methylfolate, and folinic acid, or leucovorn is another word for that. But they're found in our food, and it's the non-processed form, but they're less common as a supplement because it usually costs more to add them into supplements. And these are the forms that we usually get, methylfolate and folinic acid, when we eat those green leafy vegetables along with other vegetables and fruits. So as I mentioned earlier, I believe folic acid in studies shows that it helped reduce the incidence of neural tube defects. But that's not the problem. The problem is that in 1998, we bought into the science as a society so much that we started adding folic acid to just about everything. It's in all of our breads, it's in cereals and pastas, and pretty much any other dried food that we have. And the idea was that if we do this, it'll help reduce the chance of neural tube defects in individuals and in their pregnancies. But while this was a well-intended action, we all know that sometimes good intentions have poor unintended consequences. And this is not an exception. After its addition into our food supply, there was a large increase in the number of allergies in our kids, and studies have begun to point towards folic acid as the culprit. One particular study conducted by the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology and printed in 2018 in the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immunology found the following, and I quote, 
scientists found that higher levels of unmetabolized folic acid measured at birth was associated with the development of food allergy. Interestingly, while the mean total folate levels at birth were lower among the children that developed a food allergy, mean levels of the synthetic folic acid derivative, unmetabolized folic acid, were higher, said, unquote, author Emily McGowan, MD. So let's take a second to really look into these quotes. We know that folic acid is not metabolized fully in the general healthy population, which leads to unmetabolized folic acid running through our bodies. And as a side note, for those people with MTHFR, which is the inability to break down folic acid, about 40 to 60% of us, then this only compounds the issue of having unmetabolized folic acid in your blood. So how much folic acid do you need to eat to create this unmetabolized folic acid in your blood? Several studies have shown that just one slice of fortified bread was shown to create unmetabolized folic acid. So let me summarize it this way. The only way you can get unmetabolized folic acid in your body is through taking folic acid. You can't get unmetabolized folic acid in your bloodstream if you eat natural forms of folate, like methylfolate and folinic acid. I know you may be thinking, is this the only study that found this relationship between folic acid and allergies? The answer is no. Another study in 2017 said this, and I quote, Folic acid has been found to modify gene expression linked to the development of allergic disease in offspring. These actions of folic acid, coupled with results from several human population studies, provide some foundation to bring into question the role of folic acid exposure in late pregnancy in the development of allergic disease in children after the critical period of time for protection against neural tube defects. This study was also confirmed by an earlier study from 2009 that said, and I quote, we have shown that folic acid supplementation in late pregnancy significantly increases the risk of asthma in the child at three and a half years and of persistent asthma at three and a half and five and a half years, unquote. So while both of those studies showed a link to allergies and asthma, if the mother took folic acid in their third trimester of pregnancy, the first study we mentioned didn't specify whether it was early or late pregnancy that they saw a link between folic acid and allergies. You know, I don't think we can argue with what we've seen from our own experiences. The increased number of children with food allergies and asthma these days, coupled with studies that show a link between folic acid and allergies. We also can't argue with the studies that showed a decrease in neural tube defects when supplementing with folic acid. However, I think we do have opportunities to remedy both of these situations, reducing neural tube defects and reducing the likelihood that our kids would have allergies and asthma. First, start with our diets. This is the key to any health plan and regimen, but it's especially true in this case. That means you need to be eating plenty of green leafy vegetables as well as other fruits and veggies. In addition, you need to stop eating those processed foods that have been fortified with folic acid. A quick helpful hint in avoiding those foods is if you read the label, 
any bread or pasta that says organic on the label means that it shouldn't be fortified with any uh, nutrients like folic acid. Remember that just one piece of bread in studies caused unmetabolized folic acid, which is what triggers the allergies and asthma in kids during pregnancy. So I, I know this one may get me in, into even more trouble, but stop taking your prenatal vitamin if it contains folic acid. Listen clearly. What you need to do is look on the bottle of your prenatal vitamin. If it has folic acid in it, then stop taking it. The labels now often have it in the form of what they call DFE, which is the dietary folate equivalent, which means the that you need to keep reading beyond that because it may have folic acid in there or methylfolate or folinic acid, but you really need to read beyond the, the DFE to see what form of folate is in it. It should say methylfolate or folinic acid, but if it doesn't and it says nothing or it says folic acid, then you need to stop taking it or reach out to the manufacturer and see what form of folate is actually in your prenatal vitamin. And to kind of reassure you, we know that methylfolate and folinic acid are just as safe. They are just as effective in reducing neural tube defects. They don't, but they don't cause the issues with allergies and asthma. And they're also the forms that our body can use. The only downside is you may have to pay a little bit more for a month's supply. Really shouldn't be a, much more than a dollar to a dollar fifty per day, which believe me is not near as expensive as taking your kids for all those allergy shots and inhalers later in life. So take ownership of your and your baby's health today by eating right, taking the right prenatal supplement in order to give your child, your future child, the best start possible. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Frontline Health by CenturionLabs.com. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Frontline Health Podcast by Centurion, where our desire is to elevate your health and life. If you found benefit from this episode or know someone who could, please pass it along. We'd love to hear any feedback or questions you may have by emailing us at admin at centurionlabs.com. Until next time, remember, you are your best health advocate. So go take ownership of your health today.